Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. This week's episode is sponsored by CityVest. CityVest has quickly become the most popular and best way for doctors to invest in top-performing real estate private equity funds that are usually reserved for institutional investors. This unique access to investing in these institutional funds is available for the first time ever through CityVest's easy and secure online investment platform. CityVest does the hard work of conducting due diligence and vetting the investments. They even get a third-party due diligence report that is posted on their website. As a result of aggregating a several million dollar investment amount into their access funds, CityVest gains access to investing in the institutional investment and is able to negotiate better investment terms such as a 12% preferred return. You can check them out at cityvest.com or go to the link in the show notes below. So welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, emotional freedom. And what started as a cohort of physicians as guests and listeners has expanded to now business owners, investors, entrepreneurs, coaches, speakers. And so I've opened up the uh, mic to a broader audience. So hopefully we can benefit each other in mutual ways. So today we have a very interesting guest. Um, her name is Tiffany Grant, and she's actually, uh, you can tell by her vibe and her energy and her presence, she's a fun and energetic money coach. So she's going to talk to us all about financial literacy, budgeting, importance of financial education, and the psychology of money. So Tiffany, welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure being on today. Yeah, I uh, I know we got connected through pod podmatch and uh you know read through your bio it's really interesting and i really think in today's um day uh financial literacy should be a core competency and skill and um you know something we're we're, we're, we're not taught in schools so um and really about the psychology of money so tell us more about yourself how you got started and we'll go from there 
Yeah, sure. So um, I started Money Talk with Tiff um, back in 2017 as a blog, um, and it was just to chronicle my journey to be debt free by 30. No, I did not make it because I'm 31 now, but (laughs) (laughs) um, it was fun, you know, going through the process, bringing people along my journey with me. Um, And, you know, I always say goals are, you know, you can change them. So now it's 35. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I started in 2017 and it was just a way for me to get my journey out there and also teach people what I knew about money because at an early age I learned that um, how to do how to not do money (laughs) so to do money the wrong way Uh, so I wanted to immerse myself and learn as much as possible so that way I didn't follow the same path um, as everybody else in my family and so I realized as I was in taking this information I'm like wow, people really don't know this. (laughs) So, um, you know, when I started getting friends and family and stuff um, coming to me, then I realized, okay, Tiffany, let's just put it out in the World Wide Web and see what happens. So that's kind of how I got started. Um, And then I started the podcast in 2019 to share other people's stories. Um, But that's pretty much what I do and how I got there. Excellent, excellent. Before we begin, are you part of a member of FinCon? Because uh, you, um, your whole presence appears to be, you know, from the FinCon community, but I was just... <laughs> yes, I'm very FinCon-ish. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a speaker this year, and I'm also on the advisory panel. So I'm very, very in-depth with FinCon. Um, wow. I love the community. It's awesome. Um, will you be there this year? Yeah, I'll be there this year, and I spoke last year in Austin, uh, at a roundtable panel, so awesome. uh, yeah, I, lo- I love the community. Uh, this is great. Um, we have something in common. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I was at Austin, um, yeah. so I'm like, darn, <laughs> we didn't get to meet, but hopefully we'll meet this year. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we probably cross paths. So <laughs> let's see. What, what was interesting is that you talked about um, uh, you did everything the wrong way. Uh, describe some of the, uh, I guess, the mindsets and the actions around what you did or um, that can help listeners benefit from your experiences? Absolutely. So, okay. So let me back up a little bit. So my family was doing things the wrong way. Oh, okay. 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 Um, so, <laughs> so I come from a family of spenders, which as a child is amazing because you get whatever you want. But as an adult, um, as I got older, I realized that that type of behavior is really not good um, because, <laughs> you know, I saw all of my immediate family go through foreclosures, bankruptcies, things of that nature. And I kid you not, my mom had a credit card stack like that big when I was little and just you know we would go to the stores and she would be like you know they always entice you yeah if you uh apply for the car today you get 20% off you know blah 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 and so she would always say yes and she would whisper to me like oh no I'm not gonna get it and then they'll be like you're approved and so she would have all of these cards and you know use them max them out all of those things and just seeing that pattern of behavior. And as I started um, talking to her a bit more, you know, as I started getting into what I do now, talking to her a little bit more about her money story and what her um, behaviors came from. And she um, told me that she saw her aunt (laughs) have a whole bunch of credit cards. And she looked at that as the way of life. Like, this is what I want to do. This is the goal I want to accomplish. I want to be able to go to a store, break out my portfolio of credit cards and get whatever I want. And so she repeated that behavior when she became an adult. And so, um, 
me seeing that, I was like, okay, I know that I don't want to be stressed about money. I don't want a ton of debt. I don't want to go through foreclosures, bankruptcies, all of that stuff, because I saw what it did, what it did to my family. And so um, when I decided to start taking money seriously, um, wow, I was pretty young, probably about 16, um, because I started reading like Kiplinger Personal Finance, um, Money Magazine. I wish they were still around. I would still subscribe. Um, (laughs) And, you know, listening to podcasts, reading blogs, so on and so forth. And I was like, oh, like this makes complete sense. And I was actually an extreme couponer at the age of 16. So I would go buy a whole bunch of stuff, carts full and pay like $20. And the cashiers are looking at me like, what is wrong with this child? Um, But anyway, then I got pregnant at 17. So I was a teen mom, had my first son at 18. And I feel like it was that moment where it was like, okay, Tiffany, you got to go hard because now you have a little person that's going to depend on you for pretty much the rest of their life. (laughs) Um, And so you have to be a good example. You do not want to be the same example that you saw growing up. And so that's kind of what flipped the switch for me. Now, I'm not going to say I always did everything right because I didn't. Um, (laughs) You know, I started investing at 19 Oh, wow. That's great. Um, yeah, it was great if the money was still in there, <laughs> but I ended up cashing it all out um, at like 20 something because oh. I, I was like, I needed the money and blah, blah, blah. Um, but so that was one of the missteps that I'm like, darn, if I would have kept it, who knows what it would look like now. Um, but then also I never used to budget. Um, so as much as I loved saving money and, you know, doing all the couponing and stuff like that, I never budgeted. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also, here's a myth. Um, a lot of people say that medical bills don't count on your credit report, but they do. And no. <laughs> that was why um, I was actually denied for my first credit card. I was asking for $200 because I didn't want a lot of credit. I was terrified of credit because of my upbringing. So unfortunately it was like, you have to get credit to get credit. So I was like, well, guess I have to bite the bullet and do this. And all I asked for was $200. And I was denied because the stuff on my credit report, which was all medical. And then she said, I wasn't making enough. And for me, that was the eye-opening moment. That's when I started budgeting. That's when I started getting everything in line, making sure all my credit report was good. Um, and it kind of just snowballed from there. Oh, wow. That's a really f- fan- fascinating story. And you know, you know, kudos to you because now you have a podcast and you're sharing your stories and experiences with others and, you know, really, you know, especially like budgeting and importance of financial education. We hope you don't mind this brief interruption from one of our affiliates. Today's affiliate is studentloanadvice.com. Studentloanadvice.com is a company powered by the White Coat Investor that specializes in helping professional students such as doctors, dentists, and other healthcare professionals navigate the complex and oftentimes confusing student loan landscape. They offer a consultation as well as services to help you save money when consolidating and paying back your student loans through their different options. You can go to their website, studentloanadvice.com forward slash FFFP. That's again, studentloanadvice.com forward slash FFFP to find out more, get signed up on their email list or schedule a call 
with Andrew Paulson. Now back to our show. Um, so um, what's, uh, you know, what's really interesting is that you're sharing this with the um, underserved community. Uh, and um, so what I, and you're really an excellent liaison for um, uh, financial literacy educator, you know, for the black community. So um, tell us what is the significance of financial literacy in the um, black community? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in all communities is important, right? Um, but yeah, yeah. you have to look at the history um, of the Black community. And then also, honestly, just speaking from my upbringing and a lot of people that I know that look like me, um, money's not talked about hardly at all. And it comes from probably a few different things. You know, we can get into depth with generational trauma, whatever, whatever. But, yeah. um, you know, in my household, for instance, it was always, well, children don't need to know about money. It's an adult thing. It's none of their business. You know, you just be a child, you do what you need to do, you know, whatever. And mm. so there's never these conversations, like we're never having these conversations. And so we kind of grow up with that mentality. And so as adults, we don't have these conversations either. And it's the same thing with mental health in our community as well. Mm. So um, those are two things that the community struggles with. Now, when it comes to financial literacy, mm -hmm. you have to also realize, which you probably know as well as a minority, um, it's a yeah. white male dominated field. Yeah. And so representation matters, especially with the generational stuff and things that have happened over the years between us and that demographic. So you have to realize like, Whenever, let's say, for instance, um, and I'm going to just throw a name out there, Dave Ramsey or what have you, is talking and somebody that looks like me is listening. It's like, uh, OK, yeah, whatever. Are you trying to get over? Is You know, <laughs> it's just all this other stuff going through our mind, which is no fault of his, but it's just it's just a difference. OK, so um, what I have learned is that with me conveying this information, I could be saying the same exact thing as a Dave Ramsey, but since I can relate to my people and I look like my people, it's like, oh, okay, this is refreshing. I can get with this because as you can tell, I don't fit any of those demographics. I'm not white, I'm not old, and I'm not a male. <laughs> um, so that's why I tell people, you know, out here in the financial literacy, financial education arena, representation matters because you're able to reach different demographics that aren't normally reached. Or if they are, they don't really, they kind of shut out that information. So I hope that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, I really, it's all, it's all about representation. And it's like, you know, who do you, who does your audience relate to? You know, it's like, um, you know, I, I, I can't relate to Dave Ramsey or, you know, it's like I'm an Asian male. So, and, uh, you know, one, one thing about the physician population is, you know, there's a lack of literacy among physicians too. It's, it's not just, you know, just because they make a lot of money doesn't mean they're, they don't have the same problems. So, mm -hmm. uh, and so it's good to have, you know, somebody act as a lead, help you to, um, uh, educate you in these very important matters. So, you know, it's, uh, and it's, it's great that we have, you know, thought leaders, influencers, such as yourself, and trying to get into, you know, help underserved, really try to democratize everything. And really, I mean, you're right, it's, it's, you know, it's always been 
dominated by the one um, percent, and they make all the rules and call all the shots. But you know, so we need more people such as yourself. So, mm -hmm. um, and also, and I was gonna say like yourself as well, because <laughs> you know, when you're thinking about you know, for instance, you speak to physicians. I've never been a physician. I don't know the nuances of being a physician. I don't know what you all go through on a daily basis. <laughs> Not saying that I can't help physicians, but yeah. it's like having people that specialize in certain things and can reach, like there's so many of us that are needed. <laughs> like there's plenty of space. So if you're listening, please, and you have an interest in money, please help us spread the gospel because there's such a need um, in all types of demographics, all types of um, industries industries, behaviors, et cetera, et cetera. So I just yeah. wanted to put that out there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I think we have, uh, we live in a great time because now with all of these issues such as empowerment and equal representation and everybody have an equal voice is become, coming to the forefront and, you know, we're confronting our past, you know, generational trauma and all of that. So, you know, it's a, it's a great time to be a thought leader and influencer. Um <laughs> Let's, uh, what's interesting is you talk about um, uh, the psychology of money. Tell us, uh, you, well, I, I know there's like whole, you know, it's like that can be a whole like masterclass, but just tell it, you know, delve into it briefly and we can expand upon that idea. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, it is a whole dissertation. Um, <laughs> but um, long story short, we kind of hit on some of the things, right? So, you know, our relationship with money, how we behave with our money, how we look at money, it's influenced by a lot of different things. One of those things is how we were brought up, our family norms, our cultural norms, our society, um, all these different things. But one thing that people really don't talk about that's super important is your emotions, right? So all of these things trigger your emotions and your emotions and your mind is what control everything else. And so um, to give you an example, okay, because I think this is the easiest way to do it <laughs> to keep it short and succinct. So um, let's look at budgeting, right? So sometimes when I say budgeting, let's say I have a client and I'll say, all right, let's go ahead and get our budget together. And they're just like, oh, like, oh my gosh. Like, it's just like an automatic response. It's just the negative, right? Oh. Kind of like if you're trying to lose weight and somebody says diet, oh, I don't want to diet. You know, it's the same, <laughs> same thing. It's an emotional response. So when you think about that, okay, one thing that I work with my clients about when we get into the psychology is flipping that negative to a positive, okay? So if you hear like debt or money or budgeting and you have a negative response, how can you flip that to a positive experience? Because positive experiences is how you're gonna stick to it, okay? So with budgeting in particular, I give them this story. One day, because I'm very, very frugal, okay? I do not like to spend money. I hate spending money. I'm like, let's be clear. I do yeah. not like to spend money. Um, so one day I had some shoes, okay? Now my shoes, they were doing this number, all right? They were coming apart at the bottom. Um, and it was time. It was time to get some more. Now, this was when I was heavy into my debt payoff. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to get any shoes because then it's going to throw off my debt payoff plan. I want to make sure that I'm on track and blah, 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 blah. Now, then something said, Tiffany, look at your budget. So I go back to my budget and I've been budgeting for clothing for months. I just never use it. Okay. So I said, well, this is really not going to take me off track because I've already 
put money aside for this particular thing. It's just that I never use it. And so I went ahead, long story short, went ahead, found a coupon, got some shoes, actually ended up getting two for the price of one. Um, (laughs) But I went ahead and got the shoes. And it, it was in that moment where it clicked to me that a budget is not a restriction. It's giving you permission to do the things that you want and need to do. So pretty much what a budget is doing is saying, okay, go ahead. Like you got this, you can do this. It's not going to mess anything up. And it's supposed to be there to give you peace of mind as well. And so that's when it clicked for me that I was looking at budgeting completely wrong. It's not a restriction. It's giving me permission. So I can do things because of my budget, not in spite of my budget. You get what I'm saying? Interesting. Yeah. I like that. Total reframe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's pretty much what you have to do when you're dealing with these difficult topics. You kind of have to reframe and retrain your brain to thinking about things in different ways. Um, Otherwise, you're just going to keep repeating the same cycles over and over and over and over again. And then realize, well, dang, why don't I have money at the end of the month every month? Because you're doing things the same exact way that you've always done. So (laughs) in order to make that change and start getting headway in different ways, you have to change your mindset around it. And so that's where the psychology of money comes in. Um, I had a really interesting conversation on my podcast, which it hasn't released yet because I just did this interview, but we were talking about how the you know, there's four parts of your brain and you are an MD. (laughs) This is not my arena. So I'm just repeating. Um, (laughs) There's four parts of the brain. So he was saying the main two that we want to focus on is the survival instincts, which is like your fight, flight, or freeze or whatever. And then the other side is like your creative part. And as human beings, we're meant to operate from the creative part. That's how we become our higher self and blah, 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 blah. Now, if you are in a situation where you're in survival mode all the time, it shuts off that part. So, you know, that's why you have to kind of watch what you're intaking. Like, I don't watch the news. I really don't know what's going on. Not that I don't care, but if you notice the news is all mostly negative, like you never see any positive things. And so if you're constantly intaking negative things, then you're constantly in this survival mind frame, like, oh my gosh, there was a shooting. Am I, you know, is something going to happen to me? And so it cuts this part of your brain off. And so thinking about it like that, oh, so many different things, so many different things, but Getting to the psychology of money, um, you have to realize how your brain works. You have to do different tips, tricks, think about the different things that trigger you. Um, like for instance, if you're a super save, uh, super spender or a super saver, what triggers that emotion? You know, um, what trauma are you dealing with to where that is a thing? Like for me, I became a super saver because the trauma from my childhood when I saw what happens when you spin. So it's uh-huh. like you can be either side of the spectrum, but really you want to be in the middle (laughs) um, because that's where you'll have the most peace and, you know, you'll, you'll be able to function life. Like sometimes I'm like, dang, like Tiffany, you saved way too much. You could have been enjoying some life here. (laughs) Like there's no balance. Um, So, you know, you kind of just have to be cognizant of all of those different things that are going on. And it's not just you dealing with money. It's more, it's, it's so much more than that. It's biological, it's mental, it's all of these things. So just tapping into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. There's a, there was a really great book 
the psychology of money that was like so fascinating and and um because because money is just an idea and it's like a tool and a resource that we humans created so just to exchange values but um you know it's 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 like um um, but it's just a fascinating book. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this conversation, and I know uh, a lot of people in the audience, um, they resonated with your story and your um, ideas. So how can they visit you, contact you, and even working with you? Yeah, absolutely. So my home base is moneytalkwitht.com. You can find everything you want to learn about Tiffany there. Um, but also you can find me on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. And when I say all, I mean literally every single one. <laughs> if I'm not on something, let me know and I'll get on it. Um, <laughs> and then also the podcast is Money Talk with Tiff. And you can find that on all of your listening platforms. Yeah. And for the uh, listeners and the audience, uh, Tiffany's resources and links will be in the show notes and um, really enjoyed having you and um, we look forward to uh, meeting at FinCon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Definitely. If you see me say, Hey, I will. <laughs> <laughs> right. thank you, Dr. Lou. I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrisluemdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.